Hello and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living and Making podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mackey, and joined as always is Grant Alexander. Hello. And Molly Kurt. Yo. What's going on, boys? How's your week been, uh, Grant? Well, I have uh, finally been getting back to the shop tour video that I wanted to put out on January 1st. It's a little late, um, but hopefully I'll get it done this week. Uh, Actually, by saying it, I'm going to get it done this week. It is going to be done. Uh, That is my only goal other than all the other goals that I have. Uh, The other thing I've been working on is um, some leather earrings that are going to be a valentine's gift for my wife and she's going to listen to this Ooh. and then know about it but come on uh, <laughs> what i'm actually going to be giving them to her before valentine's day so that i can make the video uh out before valentine's day and that's <clears throat> the biggest reason why i'm committing to doing the shop tour video this week so that next week i can put out the leather earring video so when you say this week, do you mean before this episode comes out or this yeah. week when the episode comes out? <laughs> Cause that yeah. gives you another week. <laughs> Both those things are possible. <laughs> Whichever one happens to be true. Uh, I'd like to get it out before the video, before the podcast uh, episode drops. Um, I've got all like 90% of the footage. So it's down to me. Like the big thing is I couldn't think of a really fun and interesting way to open the video. And I didn't, when I started going through the footage, I was like, I'll just come up with something. I realized I had actually trying to be funny, filmed something that I thought looking back at it now was actually kind of funny. So I think you should do a, um, sort of like mystery suspense style thriller opening where your wife is sleeping and you're going up to her, like about to like assassinate her, but you go to stab and then you just put the earring in her ear. And oh, it's like, ah! oh, no, I'm talking about the shop tour video. Oh. Yeah, I, was, I was wondering, I was wondering how this was going to come into a shop tour video. <laughs> yeah. You can do that too. Uh, yeah, I could do pretend that. To, shop pretend to stab your wife so you have time to go in the shop. Yeah. No, that's a funny uh, way of doing the, if it was a Halloween gift, I think that would work. But I think I'm going to stick with more lovey-dovey kind of stuff because it's a Valentine's Day present. Mm. And I'm going to try and put it out. So Instructables is running a jewelry contest uh, mm. in February. So I want to have the, that ready for that, for the jewelry contest. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Cool. That's, uh, and the other thing I've been working on is the little toy car for the uh, – I love this story with the tire sticking out the back. Uh, thanks. <laughs> that was great. Uh, every every time I uh, go to put like the actual tires in the back of the wagon, I go, why can't this wagon be just a little bit bigger? And I was <laughs> thought, I wonder if these ones fit or if it's a, if I got the proportions all right. It's funny. I feel like trunks of cars, whenever you have four of something, there's always just enough space to fit three of them. <laughs> yeah. You can never fit an even four. That's true. That's yeah. true. Same with bodies. Oh, so, Morley, okay. what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, it has been a busy week. Um, so, the day this episode drops, we will be moved into our new apartment. So, we have been mm. packing up um, and fitting in some projects. 
uh, for the new place that just kind of squeezing some last minute things in here. So I talked about a couple of weeks ago, the, um, what I'm calling the dream whiteboard project that I haven't mentioned in a little while because the glass suppliers that I was trying to get in contact with just like weren't responding all the weird holiday closures and everything. But a few days ago I went to take out the trash and I look and there's this big like pile of random junk behind because they're doing renovations downstairs. It's probably like a environmental hazard, but it doesn't matter. Um, and right on top of the pile is this perfect piece of glass with like one chip in the corner. Um, and I was like, it's fate. That's it. We had just talked about reclaimed materials, found materials. Like this is it. This project now is the next thing on the docket. Um, and it wasn't frosted and that is kind of an integral part of the project. So I picked up some glass etching cream, uh, which I would not recommend at all <laughs> to try to frost a like 12 by 14 inch piece of glass with this etching cream is kind of a nightmare. Um, pretty oh, sure really? it's, it's like a sulfuric acid base because it smells like rotten eggs. It's super toxic. Like I was like all PPE up with like masks, gloves, um, goggles. There's, there's some pretty scary warning labels on it, but that aside, it's just very difficult to like evenly frost an entire pane with it. It's, mm. it's, it's made more for like doing a cry cut stencil and then etching a wine glass, like very small areas. It still works. What's, what's a cry cut? Cricket. A cricket. A cricket? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like the, animal? I was about to, no, you know, if like they the, want, if they wanted the to pronounce it that way, they should spell it that way. Well, it, if you look at the, it's a little cricket it, bug. It is a cricket. Logo. Yeah, but like, is it supposed to be a pun? Is it supposed to be just like, it looks the same, but it sounds different? Anyways, all that aside. The little creature um, is literally a cricket. Anyway, sh- so you I don't sh- have a um, Vonokano. I actually do, but it's at my parents' house. Um, right, because you can actually buy vinyl that is frosted glass. Yeah, I know. And you can also get like the spray paint that um, frost glass, oh, yeah. both of which I should have done. But you live and you learn. And, I don't think uh, they would have worked for you for what you want. Like the spray paint? Why is that? Or the film? Because you're writing on the frosting. No, I did it on the other side. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I'm writing on the shiny side. Uh, yeah. Well, if I'd known that, I'm, I thought you wanted to write on the frosted side. No. If I'd known that, I would have suggested not to go with this. See, because the cool thing about glass is that it's clear. So you can what? flip it and it still works. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyways, but um, I got that finished up today. Um, I've been doing like a lot of woodworking out of the back of my car, which has been really fun. Was doing it like a snowstorm yesterday. Um, And yeah, just like have another wood project that I'm working on for the new place that um, I will talk about next time. Cool. But yeah, it's good times. Exciting times. Have you ever, um, if you ever wanted to frost glass, have you ever just done it with sandpaper? Because I remember doing it when I was younger. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Like, honestly, I, did, I think I did it in the worst possible of, of the ways you could do it. This was the the least good choice. Mm. Right. If you wanted to, but if you wanted to do a like a, a cricket vinyl cutter thing, this is a good way for sure. But it's if you wanted to make it a nice consistent thing, that's where your I guess your problem is, right? Yeah. Plus, you were working with some thick glass there, eh? Yeah, it doesn't really matter the thickness. Um, more so, getting it on That's evenly. And just how much of a <laughs> how much of a toxic compound do you want to have just out at once? Mm. Yeah, fair, cool. Adam, what have you? I, um, I bought a shed. 
and it was crap. <laughs> it was so to put it bluntly, the company is stupid and on their package it says new design, easy to put together. It comes with a drill bit so you can drill the holes out to put the screws in. How is that flat pack? Like the hole should already be there for me to put the screws in. I don't understand. And like it was it was the worst shed I've ever put together in my life. Nothing lined up properly. Where there was holes pre-drilled, they didn't line up with the holes they meant to mount up with. It was. It was <laughs> well, that's why rubbish. they give you the drill bit, because yeah. they clearly they realize they're not very good at lining stuff up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like that scene so, in Fight Club where, like, if the cost of X is less than the cost of a recall, then we don't do a recall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I built built a shed, and then I built a deck for the shed to go on. And I didn't make a video because it's really not how you should build a deck. It was just literally made out of stuff I had lying around. Instead of using two by fours, it was one by twos. Oh, sorry, one by fours um, for the actual the base part. And then I used backing from a um, from a bookshelf for the actual decking, so there's no gaps. I did that on purpose because I don't want there to be gaps for stuff to get, un- like spiders and stuff to get in and the rain because we're going to store the kids' bikes and stuff in there. And then, yeah, spiders. so so the bottom is completely sealed and then I put silicon on all the seams and everything inside so that no moisture can get in there. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. So that was fun. And then, yeah. That and I've just pretty much just been working on my fitness, trying to get um, trying to get my diet back in order because honestly, I've really been going bad with that. I cheat a lot. Have you been uh, doing any more Brazilian jiu-jitsu? No. So we went two weeks ago, and then my um, my best mate who I'm doing it with, it was his anniversary last Thursday. They went away, so we didn't go. But then we go again tonight. Oh, so nice! I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm, so they probably I'm think that like you so hard right now because I really want to get back into it. I want to. I want to try and get like some um, stories and stuff. But like second day there, I'll feel a bit awkward having my camera out. Um, but it must be funny because we went to the introduction night and then we didn't come the next week. They probably think that we quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they'll be yeah, happy so. that you came back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Go to the, I go to the gym after this, and then go to that off straight after it. So. And it's such it's such a great just like full body workout because like you get flexibility, you get like the most insane cardio that you'll get. Strength training, yeah. calisthenics. Um, it's like I'm curious to see what it's going to be like once we actually get a lot more into it. Like at the moment, I can easily I'm going to go do a two hour weight session before I go there, oof. and then go do it. But I think once we actually get a lot more into it where we're actually trying to do stuff full pelt and properly, I won't be able to do those gym sessions because the actual jujitsu will be like a big workout. Whereas at the moment we're like lightly dropping each other to the floor and learning technique. So it's not really that much like crazy movement, if that makes sense. It sounds like a lot of movement to me. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting. Like, I think like so. You, have you guys done any like full tilt rolling yet? Yeah. So, so what we did last week was um, come up and like hug around the waist, and then trip the person down to the ground, mm-hmm. and then they would put their feet up towards your like stomach, and you had to like 
and they and then they would like cross their legs, put their feet on either side of you, and like flip around, like like a turtle on its back. And like right. I struggled so much with that because I um, I'm not really that flexible. <laughs> but so the reason I yeah. ask is because I think what you'll find is like depending on what the session is focused on and like how much rolling you do, you'll get tired in like very different ways. Like I'm sure you experience this if you do like like really heavy lifting with short reps. It's like you get that sort of like central nervous system tired where you start like not being able to react as fast because Mm -hmm. like if you were doing anything explosive like box jumps and you'll you'll realize it's like you'll start walking away and you start tripping. Um, But then there's also some- story of my life. Yeah. There's also some times when I'm like the times I did jujitsu when I was rolling with someone who's a lot heavier than me. So I'd be spending a lot of the time pushing, like basically pushing for like 20 minutes straight. And it's like- Mm your arms are almost so tired they're going to collapse so there's a lot of different sort of like yeah see i think it'd be interesting once we get into that point of actually trying to like push each other whereas at the moment it's like you just stand still and let me do this thing to you don't fight back you know so i think once we get into that my mates gonna like hate it because i'm so much heavier or (laughs) i'm not that much heavier than him probably about 30 kilos more than him but that's, that's like, a lot. It's a lot. It is and isn't. But he's pretty. Um, he's pretty fit. It's crazy though. I've had like light guys who are really good. And they can make themselves feel heavy. Um, yeah. And you're like, how can I not move? It's just your knee. <laughs> I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought it was so funny when we went and we. Um, so we did it where you put them on the ground and you flick their feet out of the way and then you had to like climb on top, and just like. Um, do like a parachute hold where you lock your feet into their legs so they can't move them and then just lift all your weight up. So like you're pretty much just like up on their stomach with all your weight and I wouldn't lift up and he's like, just do it. I can handle it. And I did it. And he's just like, (gasps) he just could not breathe. I'm "I'm heavier than you think. Did you ever think uh, like three years ago that you'd be doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu now? I never thought three years ago I'd be going to the gym every day. But he hit jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, so probably oh, 15 years ago, I used to do hop keto uh, with my brother. What is that? I did what that. Is that? It's uh, so, oh, what's his name? Not Sub Zero. Who's the yellow dude from Mortal Kombat? Throws a spear. Scorpion. So it's the art form. I that contributed he does. to this conversation. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the art form who he does. Um, it's sort of like, it's just martial arts, really. Like, okay. learn, it's kind of like a mix between martial arts and parkour. It's like learning to sort of drop and roll out of the paint. Like, you know, when you like when you do parkour, how you got to land into a roll sort of thing? It's like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Parkour. <laughs> yeah. So, been, uh, been pretty fun trying to focus on this. I did yeah, jumping I jacks this week. There you go. Ooh. I did yeah. 20 of them. In the week? Like at once, though. That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> you made it sound like you did like two a day for a week. <laughs> hey, that's still pretty good. <laughs> hey, I'm, that, hey, That'd be way more productive. Any, any start is a start. Yeah. It's the hardest part of anything. Yeah. I think... Um, as you were saying in the pre-show, like me doing my Instagram reel, uh, not reels, my stories, I've been trying to get a lot more into like the lifestyle stories and stuff. I think if I can really start trying to get my fitness and everything back into it, 
I've already had a few people message me saying I've inspired them, not necessarily to actually start anything, but <laughs> they, they, they're inspired by it. I think I can actually hopefully get enough of a following where I can actually try and get some people into like a group of trying to get something done because it's such a weird, I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but with the fitness and everything, like the endorphins that are released when you work out and when you notice changes and stuff is the most amazing, fulfilling thing you'll ever experience. It's but funny. Like, I think in some ways it's, it's similar to like the feeling you get when you drink a little bit, but it's longer term. It's that little bit of like euphoria, um, yeah. but it like, it like kicks in longer. Yeah, for sure. Like I noticed that so sometimes, my, um, cause sometimes like if I get like, like, like a, a couple beers, like I want to go for a jog, I get like super energized. <laughs> I, I used to do that at school. Like, um, I'd like run, like I, we'd be walking with a bunch of people to a club or something. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'll see you guys. I'm going to run there <laughs> and meet them a few blocks ahead. Yeah. yeah uh, you're different to me. I, I if definitely you, if you remember, drinks, I just want to sit around and talk. I definitely remember being younger and wanting to like like younger and drinking and wanting to run i don't know why mm-hmm. wanting to like do anything then you'd have a couple more drinks and you don't want to do anything mm-hmm. exactly yeah. it's like the uh, xkcd comic where it's like the amount of drinks you've had graft versus the productivity yeah and it's in, in terms <laughs> of coding it's like a steep increase and then a sudden drop off yeah. Yeah. So true. <laughs> I don't really get the drop off anymore. It's crazy. I've um, so I've been on this journey now for two years almost, which is a uh, pretty insane. I have so in those two years, I'm currently at 600 visits at my gym. Wow. Which is a uh, pretty That's astounding pretty for me. Yeah. That's like, um, you know if you discount all the holidays and stuff and, and then combine that with the lockdowns where you couldn't even go, that's yeah. pretty damn good. Mm. Um, and yeah, so even though, so we don't, I don't go on weekends. I sometimes do a Saturday morning if I'm off work, but pretty rarely unless someone asks me to go and then I end up getting dragged along and then they don't even show up. <laughs> but um, I still get excited when it comes around to Monday and it's gym day again. Like, it's weird. I think it's like a lot of things. If you get into the habit, it becomes something you're looking forward to. You have relationships there. You have people you enjoy spending time with. It's like everything. Yeah. I know in high school, I used to go to the gym with a friend of mine. And uh, at one point, his gym membership expired. And he was just like, eh, I'm just, I'm going to go to the one in the school. It's like cheaper. And yeah. I just, I tried going there a couple times by myself and, it's not the same. It wasn't the same. Yeah, I, think- I just went. It's not fun anymore. Like we've, I've lost yeah. my little like camaraderie uh, with this one mm. guy, and and he was For just sure. like, I'm gonna go to the, you know, in the high school gym. Like I hated going there because there's like the, the wrong type of people. I didn't want the like like there's this people the that I just yeah the jocks that I just didn't yeah. want to hang out with. The same people were like flipping over my lunch Did- tray. And then did like, they bully you? Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, another feeling. Relent- relentlessly in high school. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
But you know, I mean, that's not that what would... this episode's about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that no, that sort so... of that sort of camaraderie is like that was probably my favorite part about doing like track and other sports for all these years was after a really hard workout, just hanging out with everyone and stretching. And, um, that was also the point when I realized that like I needed to stop because like that was like clearly the best part of it. And I was like, I, I don't need to be spending all this time going to competitions and things that I don't care about. Um, but it is something that like I I miss and like, like I was clearly demonstrating earlier. It's like you get so much out of those sort of like organized sports and even just working out with someone else. So it's Mm. interesting that you got that much out of an individual sport like track yeah well i mean like yes track is an individual sport in that like it's your individual progress that's being tracked but like the training ends up being like such a massive part of the sport and that like you spend hours a day like six days a week with this group of people and in terms of pole vaulting doing a sport that is such a head game i mean people will get into the wrong mindset for a few weeks and won't even be able to take off from the ground because they just psych themselves out every time. Yeah. And like, we were so much each other's support structures. Like we would have potlucks every couple weeks. Um, and yeah, it's like you, you spent like you taking out the mats together and stuff. Like there's just like so yeah. many group activities that you end up doing. Well, just like, it's interesting. Cause you compare that to like, say a hockey team. Yeah, where it's like you are you're you're on a shift together with these people, and it's like you're working together towards a goal. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, yeah, you, you guys all train together, but you're not work like your goal and their goal could be different. Yeah, they, I mean, there is the like team points scoring system and track and, yeah. and wrestling as well. But you're right; it is it is your own individual goals that is kind of. So it's great know. to hear that in, you also got that same camaraderie out of it. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not yeah. trying to make it a negative here. No, I know. It's in saying that, though, calling that a um, well, single-person sport, I can't remember what you said. Individual. Um, individual sport, that's the word. Um, <laughs> you could say the same thing for the gym. You know, everyone has different goals. That, and so I do F45 um, training is the gym I go to. It's a big one in America. I don't know if you have them in Canada, mm-hmm. but um, so it's just classes. So with that, I see the same people every day. I have relationships with the same people. I know relationships with the people that are there. Everyone that goes there, no matter what time, even if they go there at time, even if I've never met them before in my life, they know who I am because they, everyone loves me because I've lost all this weight, but um, not talk myself up. But everyone has a, everyone has their own goals. You you never have that team aspect that I think you would see if you went to a normal gym where you would go with your training buddy and like spot each other. You don't really have spotters at this gym because it's hit workout. So it's like even though today's a weights day, you just you're doing deadlifts and stuff. You're not on a bench with a bar across your chest and you need someone to make sure you don't drop it. Right, right. You know, so. I think in that sense, you sort of have that same individually, individual sense of it. How much weight did you lose? I lost 40 kilos. And I put 88 pounds for the. Yeah, and I put back on 12 over COVID. And I'm on my way back down. 
Yeah. So my uh, my journey's been pretty pretty insane. My um, I went to the I still remember the first day I went to the gym because my best mate said come join up the because so F forty five for people that don't know they do uh, eight week challenges. So you do an eight week challenge, have four weeks off, do another eight week challenge, and every challenge has a prize for not necessarily who lost the most weight, but whose body transformation is the biggest. You have to get like a full um, deck scan where like it sends, it sends this like electricity through your body and like measures all your body parts and weight, yeah. water and muscle weight and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's, I don't know how it works. They put all everything into a computer and it picks up like whoever the best person is. So he said the prize for first place was 10 grand. You need to sign up. Cool. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, this gym like is expensive. I pay $52 a week to go to this gym. Ooh. which may not seem like much, but you can literally sign up to gyms here for about 20 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a lot a of lot. money to me. I don't know. No, it's, it I is mean, a lot of money in terms of classes. That's once you start getting into like the class world of fitness, that's what you're going to pay. Like when I was, when I was um, before COVID, when I was doing um, yoga classes at the studio near us, um, I did like a promotional thing, but afterwards I was like, no way I am willing to pay this at this moment. Like it's, it's yeah. expensive, but I mean, it's really high quality motivational workouts. And that's the thing. My wife said to me the other day, like, Oh, like, why don't you think about signing up to like the normal gym and just going there? I said, honestly, I, I wouldn't go. I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. I go there and I'm told what to do every day. Yes. I know how to lift weights, but it's not the same. You don't have that. That's the best thing about F45 is that every day is different. You never do the same workout ever. Yeah. See. Well, and that's what happened with me is buddy, buddy who we used to go together, he was like into fitness and so we would do it together. And then when he stopped, I stopped yeah. because I kind of would go there and go, I don't know. Like he would just kind of drive the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a big knowledge barrier to entry. For sure. Yeah. Especially like in this sort of like more modern fitness landscape where I feel like everyone is at least peripherally aware that you can really hurt yourself if you mm-hmm. lift incorrectly. Cause like now all these guys who were um, like Bill Burr always talks about like trying to bench press 200 pounds in the eighties are walking around with like hunched backs cause they were doing it wrong. Everyone's like, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't want that to happen to me. So <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And, and for me, like, even after I quit track, I, I, I basically just continued during the workouts because like I knew that they were solid and it was the type of like body type and fitness I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I could sort of like go off of that as I kind well, of explored other You're fitnesses. a fit person, right? I'm like, I don't know. Adam and I aren't. Can I say that, Adam? Hey. 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 I think I'm pretty fit. You're getting there. These days. Yeah. I, hey, just because I'm a big guy doesn't mean I'm not fit, though. Right. But, like, when I... Okay. I, I'll exclude you. I'll just talk about myself. <laughs> like, me and Morley went on this little backcountry canoe uh, thing, and I watched him pick up the, the canoe and throw it on his back and then walk our tiny, tiny portage with it. Like, in the grand scheme of portages, it's one of the smallest ones in Algonquin Park. And then I got the, went home with that same canoe and tried to put it from my car 
to my backyard, which is like 50 meters. And at the end of that, I was like, I don't know how he did this. Yeah. Probably right? And I, I probably weigh like I, in terms of like pounds, I, I know I weigh 220, which is like 100 kilograms, right? That's my goal. So I'm sure that in terms of like comparing myself to Morley, if, you know, pounds usually ends up being more muscle. There's going to be more muscle on there. Uh, I'm sure I weigh way more than Morley does. But I have like zero muscle compared to what Morley has. Yeah, I, I sort of like – I sort of like – um stopped weighing myself after when I wrestled, I did it multiple times a day because I had to cut weight to make weight classes. Um, but I don't know. I'm very grateful that I can stay pretty fit, um, at what seems to be a relatively low amount of working out. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Cause I know one day I'm not going to be 23 anymore and it won't be this easy. <laughs> like, I, I do remember when I was 23, I was, way better shape and even yeah. then i went i'm like i was like 195 going i need to lose at least 15 pounds you know yeah. but i mean that's one of the reasons too that i'm not super interested in working for the scenery shop long term because i know that like being a career carpenter and abusing your body every day even if you're like being pretty mindful about it like guys get old and they have like no cartilage in their knees um, and they're just, it, you can break your body. Um, if you're not I, careful, I, I do think those people though, the ones that break their body weren't being mindful. Yeah. I mean, I, we don't know for sure because like, I mean, we'll see in 20 years, the next generation, but I know carpenters who like retired and were completely active in their seventies. Yeah. Like, that's fair. It, it's more, I think, has to do with genetics and how you treat it. Like a lot of people, oh. like even they talk about like Andy Pugh, who ruined his body lifting those cement things that he always talks about. Like it's he went, I did this stupidly. I was lifting things that I shouldn't have been lifting by myself, but I had to do it because that was the job. And a lot yeah. of people go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up this three quarter inch plywood sheet by myself because no one else is around, and that's what I'm gonna do, right? And if you do that every oh, yeah. day, you're probably going to twist the wrong way once and whoop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's one of the benefits, especially with the, the gym I go to is with the classes is there's personal trainers there that, that teach the class every single day. They roam the room. They're making sure that people are working and not just sitting on their butt, but not just that they're there to help. I, even to this day, I, I was talking to the personal train, my personal trainer yesterday saying, am I doing squats right? Can you help me with my form and all that sort of stuff? Whereas if I go to a normal gym, I'll just be doing whatever I think feels right. And it's and probably be doing wrong. it wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you know, you know I, so I was actually, Adam, you might be interested in this. I was listening to, um, one of the more recent Tim Ferriss episodes, with um steffi cohen and she is a former olympic weightlifter uh she is now a doctor of physical therapy and she specializes in injuries and in rehabilitation and one of the things she was talking about a lot is like we put on a pedestal like proper form so much but in reality 
if you have been lifting something a certain way for most of your life and you're not injured, you should probably just continue lifting things that way. Because if you switch it up, your muscles aren't going to be used to it and you you could very easily injure yourself. So it, I see. We, like the, the, the pro, what she was saying, this was her argument, like the, the idea of proper form is too strict and it needs to allow for a bit more um, leeway for people that just do it differently and it works for them. I think the big thing with proper form is to make sure you're, one, not injuring yourself, but two, that you're targeting the muscles you want to target. A lot of yeah, proper sure. form has to do with targeting, I want biceps, so I did this. I want tri I don't know all the quads. I don't know all the different seps. Uh, <laughs> so right, you, like, you, well, your bicep and tricep is what makes up your arm. I know. I'm just trying to be funny. Um <laughs> Anyways, that's where I think a lot of proper form came with, like, you want to try and target the, a singular muscle so that you know you can measure your progress. And I think that person talks a lot about, like, when some of the fittest people in the world have never, proper form has never been a thing, right? Like, some of the strongest people, it wasn't about proper form, it's about doing the things that need to get done. Mm. Right? I... I- completely agree it, it proper form is yes to target the muscles and also to help with r- restricting injuries but you're also that person's probably talking about doing the same thing every day like if you've lifted a bag of concrete the same way for 20 years keep lifting that bag of concrete the same way but if you were to try and lift two bags of concrete you should probably change your form to where you're not going to injure yourself right so yes in principle, I can understand where she's coming from, but she is she taking into account that people are trying to up their weight, lifting ability, and, and all that sort of stuff. I think the, what she's trying to say is if you've been doing it wrong or not in the proper form way for five years, you probably shouldn't overnight go, oh, I've been doing it wrong. Let me completely switch it up. Yeah. Right? Because you'll 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 probably injure yourself because you're doing it in a way that your muscles yeah, aren't sure. used to. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, to bring it around to um, making a little bit, I, I found it really interesting on Fools with Tools when Al was talking about how he like almost died making the right. BFT, the big, which I hadn't heard him talk about before, um, and I could like definitely imagine that happening because i've had the same sort of close calls dealing with like very large pieces of material in a small space by yourself and you're like Mm -hmm. i really don't want this thing to fall but it's falling um (laughs) i remember when i was when i was building my loft bed in montreal like in my bedroom i was building this double loft bed and um yeah just like all i i don't know i've learned so much over the years how to like keep things standing up that are bigger than me um, and just very like inching along sort of ways. I don't know, have you guys had any sort of like close calls um, or not worse than close calls making and injury wise? I don't think anything really bad enough that I remember. I mean, I've dropped sheets of plywood on my feet and stuff. Mm. Nothing really too crazy, but almost all of my close calls or even injuries happened with me trying to use a tool to like like i was the way it shouldn't be used no it's the way it should be used just like 
like I was jacking a, a transmission on my car to like we were replacing the clutch and we were underneath the car and the transmission slipped off and smashed onto my hand. That kind of hurt. Wasn't fun. <laughs> it was not a fun thing. But like, yeah, could I have used the transmission? Like, it's just a regular jack. Could I have got a transmission jack? Of course. Could I have? Yeah. But like all of my close calls have to do with I was lifting something that otherwise wouldn't be liftable. Right. Yeah. And I'm using a tool to assist me in a way that it's precariously balanced. And you just got to be careful sometimes when you do that. Um, yeah. Mm. It's, it's important to know you're doing something sketchy when you're doing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What I should have done is like, you know, like when you drop something in your first reflex is somehow to put your hand under it or your yeah. foot under it to stop it. Like I love when I drop my phone. And instead of it landing nicely on the carpet, I slap it away and it smashes against the wall <laughs> because I have my reflex. Oh, I do that all it. the time. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, yeah, this nice soft carpet it could have landed on. Instead, I smashed it against to, the wall. That's how I broke my last phone. We're not booting it. Yeah I, yeah, I tried – it fell off like this bathroom sink and I tried to like snatch it in the air and I slapped it into the porcelain <laughs> tile and it shattered. Oh, I've done like, that. Well, the, only, the only phone I've ever broke – was I dropped it in the bathroom and I fucking tried to grab it and boom. Oh, those um, tiles are hard. <laughs> right. So that's the kind of things every time that I've ever had a thing, it's because I haven't been – I haven't played out the worst case scenario in my head prior to it. Right. Mm. Right. So like if you're holding on – like I've definitely – like Adam dropped a full sheet of plywood on my foot. Not a fun feeling. No. Luckily, I wear actual shoes. I'm not like most people wearing sandals around the shop. Um, yeah, I don't know how you do that, boy. Yeah. Is that me? I do. I that. No, well, you're you're always barefoot. I think. Yeah, but, uh, I try. No, I try to no, wear you, shoes if the situation warrants it. But I am. When you made your three D um, enclosure, you had sandals on outside when you cut that wood. Yeah. 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 I'm, anyways, all all that to say is I've definitely had uh, close calls, and it's because I haven't thought. What should I do? And I've often done the wrong thing. Like I can catch this with my foot. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I've been um, I've been trying to focus on changing my my goals again every year. I seem to be doing this. So last year my focus was on losing weight, and then COVID happened, and I put weight back on. So that was disappointing. Um, but now I've decided. So when I notice my muscles grow, is what gives me the endorphins of wanting to keep going and and push further. So I'm really trying to focus on building muscle and let the weight go away with it. And I know what I'm doing is correct because over Christmas, I took three weeks off from the gym. I literally ate whatever I wanted. I like lived my best life. I was eating cake and, and whatever. I didn't lose any weight. I didn't gain any weight, but I lost body fat and I put on two and a half kilos of muscle. Wow. wow. So... Yeah, because you were working out amidst it all. Well, I didn't. I wasn't really working out, but the I think what it is is that the time that I was working out on either side of it, I was doing what I needed to to get the result I wanted. Right. right. I think so you, you, you should you connect up with uh, Steve from Moonshine Metalworks because he's all about the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Moon. So yeah, you, you mentioned earlier on in the episode, Adam, that like you were eating really well and now you feel like you've fallen off of it. So like, what's the pain point? 
What's so? Uh, I think I think what's happened is I I like to experiment. I like to change things up and try different diets and try to work out what works for me. And when I lost that forty kilos, I had a pretty strict specific specific diet of I pretty much ate the same thing every day. And then I decided to try keto, and it didn't work out for me. I got really sick, and then. I decided to try like lazy keto where you just wouldn't try and restrict carbs and, and that didn't really work because then I started cheating on meals and I'd be like, oh, one meal won't hurt. And then the next day it's like, oh, one meal won't hurt, forgetting that I had the same thought the day before and next thing you know, <laughs> I've got a month of eating crap. Um, and then now I'm pretty much going back to the diet I originally started with. I feel like the passion not necessarily the passion, but I feel like I don't have the drive that I had when I first lost that weight and that I am struggling with this diet again, but I know it works. So I know that I'll keep with it. And I think a cheat meal here and there is not too bad, but I think I got to a point where I thought to myself, a cheat meal once a week won't hurt, but it actually did because I was allowing myself to do it. Whereas I think if I tell myself I'm not going to have one, and then something comes up and I just need to get food in, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're kind of like planning for the cheat and then it sort of gets rid of the good habit. Yeah, exactly. Because we do have such short-term memories when it comes to building habits. You're like, oh, I don't remember that I did it yesterday. I totally Hmm. remember this one person who was – like I worked with that was very overweight and would talk about how he has a pretty good diet and whatever. And like, Oh, he doesn't snack very much. And like every day, at least twice a day, I'd see him eating a candy bar, like a (laughs) chocolate bar. Like I'm like, and he's like, well, yeah, like, but I only have like one. It's like, yeah, there's like at least one or two a day. It's like, (laughs) that's your daily's calories. (laughs) Right. And this is like the kind of thing where he would like talk about how his diet was so good. And I was like, I I think this guy is like, you know, you get into like, your mind isn't allowing you to think about it. Yeah. I've been, I've been kind of trying to figure that out recently with, um, drinking because like, I, I usually don't drink very often, but I think over the past couple months, it's been very easy to have like, to be drinking every day. And usually that's like one or two drinks a night. But before, like I I usually don't in my life, like drink every single day. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, I don't really want to make this a habit. Um, and then the day that I then tried to not do it was so difficult. Cause I was Mm. like, this is just like, it's fun. Like it relaxes you. It gives you, like I was saying at the beginning, that little like endorphin hit. Um, and I was like, wow, I, and then, and, but then the day that I like stopped it, it was like nothing had happened. N- nothing in, in terms of like, it was easy just to go back to drinking intermittently and not making a habit of it. Yeah. I think, um, so I, I'm pretty sober now. I, every now and then I'll have a drink. The problem is with my depression is that if I have a drink, I have a lot of drinks and I, I sort of I feel I feel that the drink makes me feel better because I like gives me that takes that edge off and then I don't like I just have more. But I could easily just say I'm not going to drink for a month and not drink, so I don't have a problem. Before people start messaging me, um, <laughs> my brother's the same way. The the whole reason why I stopped drinking was because I don't want to waste calories 
on liquid. Right. If that makes sense. Like that. So I haven't had soft drink for going on five. No, six years almost. I'll have an energy drink every now and then, but like I don't drink Coke or, or anything like that. My wife drinks Coke religiously. Like that's her water. She can't stand water. So she drinks Coke. And then she says, Oh, we should try and eat better. I'm like, what's the point? You drink Coke 24 <laughs> seven. Um, I, I, this, yeah. I haven't like, other than the occasional Coke or Pepsi, I don't drink soft drinks. Like the root beer that I had today was like to replace a beer. Yeah. Right. Like, so I'm trying to like, I'm going to try and like add some non-alcoholic beer in there. Um, so I don't know if it showed it in the, in the story that I, I tagged you in, but if I drink beer now, I buy low carb beer or no. I saw that. Beer. I was going to make fun yeah. of you, but then I knew, I knew you were trying yes. to. Yes. <laughs> and fun, fun fact for those that are trying to be healthy spirits don't have carbs in them. So you can have as much as you want. Yeah. But then Unless you, you start mixing you them with the, soda. Yeah. The problem I have with just drinking spirits is that, uh, I, I don't get the, the effects of the hydration of drinking beer. Like beer has a lot of water in it and it actually hydrates yeah. you. That so that beer that I that I had um was honestly because I was just so parched that I knew that water wouldn't help. Because I drink water that much that if I'm that thirsty, like water will just not help won't quench me your thirst. Get rid- you didn't, well, yeah. You didn't. On a thirst hot day quencher. beer is is very wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just like in <laughs> Stop trying to make everyone alcoholics. Um, <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're giving a fair and balanced take. <laughs> so I think it'd be good to quickly have a quickly talk about a couple of things I've learned. So for those that are trying to lose weight, I don't count calories. I try to eat the best I can. I know how to eat properly. But for those that are curious and want to count calories, if you go online, find a macro calculator, find out how many calories that you should eat per day, take off 500, and that's what you need to eat to lose weight. Um, The difference, the thing is, though, it is how you split up those calories. You can't go, all right, I need to eat. So I'm supposed to eat to lose weight 2,300 calories per day. I can't just go eat 2,300 calories of carbs because I will just pack the weight on. You need to work out what percentage is going to work best for you. So generally I'll do 50% of protein and then I aim for 20% of carbs, 30% of fat. Yeah. I, so, I eat lots yeah. of carbs, carb sandwiches yes, I used all day to. long. Yeah. So fun fact People used to say that, um, and I used to think it before I started going to the gym, that Subway was healthy. Yeah, it's a uh, it's Oh, like carbs. Subway sandwiches? Yeah, it's just carbs. It's not good. So, it's a lot of bread. A, a fun story about that is I lost, I my peak weight was 240, and I got down to 205, and all I did was eating Subway. Yeah. Uh, I switched to eating Subway, six-inch sub, ham, no cheese. And I switched from beer to cider, and I hmm. lost uh, almost well thirty, like thirty five pounds. Biggest so. thing was probably the beer. It might have been. Hmm. I, I mean, yeah. in saying but that, you, it definitely you like, can lose helped. weight. Yeah, you can lose weight and eat macas every day. Of if course, you, you calculate, you just correctly. feel like you'll feel like crap. 
Yeah. And that's, that's what um, I would say is like one of the biggest things I notice um, is that if I have a lot of processed food, I will feel it and I will feel sluggish and less energy. But if I eat like 90, that's why I think is one of the reasons I'm, I can stay in pretty good shape without a ton of work. Number one, young, good genetics. Number two <laughs> is I cook like 99% of my food and I try to make all those meals pretty healthy. And like we yeah. cook cake and cookies and stuff too. And Eden also has turned me on to like really nice chocolate. And the good thing about really nice chocolate is that like you only have to have a little bit of it for it to be just as satisfying as like a whole bar of Hershey's milk chocolate. Mm. So that's my I pretty much don't eat fast food anymore. I had um, KFC for the first time the other day and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever had. I felt so K- sick afterwards. KFC is gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for taking you on a tangent on your just quickly, <laughs> let's do this thing. And then I tangent. No, good. Go. Go ahead. Um, no, as I was going to say, yeah. So I don't really eat fast food. I'll eat takeaway every now and then if we have hot chips or something for lunch. I like, Today, my wife had hot chips for lunch. I didn't get myself anything. I had a, came home and had a salad because I was a good boy. Um, but for anyone curious, so my current diet and the diet that I lost all the weight on, I eat bacon. Bacon that is shortcut has no fat. I have four eggs and a can of baked beans for breakfast. I have about 200 grams of chicken and salad for lunch. And then I have some sort of protein and veggies for dinner. And that's pretty much it. Um, One of the biggest things I did was I stopped eating mashed potatoes and I eat mashed sweet potatoes or mashed pumpkin because sweet potato is a superfood and helps you burn fat. So, yeah. sweet potato fries from now on. Yeah, for sure. If if we go out for like if we go to get takeaway hot chips or whatever, I always try and get sweet potato fries. So cool, yeah. cool. All right, let's uh, let's move on um, to Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, if anyone doesn't know, we have a Patreon. You can. Um, Find it at patreon.com slash clamp. And anyone there who decides to sign up gets access to our pre-show if we do one, but always an after show and any other bonus content. I would never normally do this because I'm very self-conscious, but I'm going to put up my my last scan that I got done. If anyone's curious to see on my progress. Um, And we're also going to start doing a monthly pre-show hangout. So one of our Patreons will come in, join us if they want to, join us in the pre-show, have a bit of a chat, and get a sneak peek into what that episode's going to be. Um, which I, th- I think it's cool. going to be a- any Patreon. All the patrons can come in. Yeah, yeah, any, yeah, any Patreon can come in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to make um, it clear. Yes. So something you guys don't know yet. Normally, our top-level... Um, supporter would get a shout out um, unfortunately we don't have one anymore but we understand that things happen but we love all our supporters and I wanted to give a shout out to everyone so Ooh. yeah so uh, we have six supporters currently and that is I'm, I'm very sorry if I screw up anyone's name D- Dean uh, Duplantis 
Duplantis. Oh Duplantis. my god! Yeah, that was good. I, that was good. good okay, cool. I, I bet it's completely wrong. You're just telling me that. Uh, Trip Southern, Andrew Hammond, Jeff Stein, Dave Bauer, and Molly Kurt. Who doesn't need a shout? Yeah, and um, I just think for this know. one episode, we're going to put everyone's uh, links in the show notes as well. Yeah. Oh. Just to say Look thank at you. you. Look at you yeah. just making things up on the fly. Yeah. We <laughs> Hopefully love Morley will remember that when he makes the show notes. Yeah. Dude, I will. I got I have a memory like an elephant. So, yeah, so Molly does our show notes. If uh, he doesn't do it, you can blame him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so all our episodes are currently going onto a YouTube channel as well. And that is Molly YouTube. Well, we don't have a custom URL yet, do we? No, just no. search no. Clamp Morley Adam Grant. So go, and it will go subscribe to that, even if you listen on something else, so we can get to 100 subscribers and get our custom URL. Yeah. Yes, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. if you search Clamp Podcast, which I know is really silly because the P in Clamp stands for podcast, but just <laughs> do it for the alg- like. So that's the only way it can work. If you search Clamp Podcast, you should be able to find us. Yeah, cool. It's also linked in the show notes. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right. Let's move on to Clampmendations. Clampmendations. This week, I am going to be uh, Clampmendating a uh, Austin from the High Caliber Craftsman um, for the ice pick that he uh, made. I I got it. uh, I think it was last week. I think I might have mentioned it. Or maybe the week before, I can't remember. But I was actually using it a lot this week, and so I, I see the value in it now. I was now too. I'm, I, I'm curious, what were you using yours for? I was picking out. So I was making the little the the wheels for the the toy car, and there was a glue squeeze out, and in, in the tire treads that I'd made, and so I needed to use it to pick the glue squeeze out out of the tire treads. What about you? Um, I was using mine today for marking screw holes mm. and I was using it for some, I, I was also scraping glue with it. Very, very handy for that. Oh, also, um, getting the like sawdust out of the inside corner of something. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely also almost dropped it on my feet. So <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yeah. It's so apparently if you send this stuff, you get to be a clamendation. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm surprised <laughs> I'm just, just that, kidding. <laughs> that nobody clampman dated him yet. But uh, he did do a video. Well, I did you do uh, it? What did you clampman date him? I don't have an ice pick. Oh. You didn't get one? the ice gimmick? No. Oh, I'm sure you can sign mm-hmm. up late. Yeah. Um, how about you, Adam? Anyway, what are you, who yeah, are you so, doing? Um, so my clemination this week is actually someone I follow on Instagram. I'm probably going to say his name completely wrong. I did message him, but he didn't get back to me. And that is Bertrand MBI. Mm-hmm. He is a fitness, I guess, vlogger. He, so he started this company called Do This, and he literally starts every video with, if you want this, do this. And it's like he'll point to his pecs, and then he'll show a workout that'll do like target that muscle group. Um, and yeah, his great video is really good. He's made me buy a few weights that I didn't think I would. And yeah. Hmm. Nice. Genius does marketing. He point, 
Does he point yeah. to his Ferrari and say, if you want this, Books. do this? <laughs> no. Books in my garage. Yeah. All right. What about you, Molly? Uh, I wanted to shout out a small Instagram account. Uh, it is called Would You Whittle Me This? Um, he is a Boston-based beginner woodworker. And I just feel like he's a kindred spirit because he is also – woodworking out of his apartment and he has a hatchback where he uses which he uses to transport very large quantities of wood more so than someone would expect to fit in a small hatchback um yeah he does really cool stuff i always love seeing people's like tiny little workshop setups um so yeah go check him out it's a pun wood w-o-o-d you whittle me this and i will link it Hmm. in the show notes I something I've never like I I've always almost always had a hatchback car and they are the best type of car. Yeah, I don't I, understand no. why there aren't more of them. Because no, people it's, it's the luxury. People think sedans like are nicer for some reason because it's right. less convenient. But I don't even when you get an SUV like the big thing in BMW right now is like they basically have taken the hatchbackiness out of the car and turned it into a giant like if you look at the X6 and the X4, they're the ugliest cars, in my opinion. But they're like giant, uh, like sedans. They've taken like the hatchback fun part out yeah. and like made it a slick, like a I don't know. A so it's just like a it's a it's it still is a hatchback, right? But it just ha- it has less vertical space in the back. Right, which is like where you would store yeah. anything this, at all. This is what I feel like every single luxury crossover looks exactly the same now mercedes lexus bmw they all make the exact same car and every wealthy person in toronto has a version of one of them right and they're all black and you just want (laughs) to and you just want to puke when you see them yeah how did others find a way to make this a car podcast they really purr especially the diesel (laughs) ones they sound so nice (laughs) anyways it's not about the engine Um, it's about the body design (laughs) Okay. Something I forgot to mention before when I was talking about Patreon is if you can't support us on Patreon, don't want to, whatever, we understand and we love everyone who does, is you should leave us a review because Morley will read them in a um, where you're from, in an accent from where you're from, or he'll try to. <laughs> Thanks. He's, he's getting better. <laughs> yeah. Getting better. But we don't have a review this week, so we're going to do a tip instead. And my tip, because it's the health episode is if you're trying to get into being healthy is surround yourself with healthy media. I, as I said, I've been going to the gym for two years. I have my days where I'm just not feeling it. I'll put on a podcast of some sort of health. My main podcast is, um, American glutton, which is Ethan Suplee's podcast. And it will get me straight back into the mood to get to the gym. So if you surround yourself with, healthy podcasts and Instagram videos on Instagram. You confuse me. Um, it just really helps me get in that mindset of, of eating better and, and all that sort of stuff. So hot tip. Nice. Well, cool. I have a top tip too. And I have to say it. I'm sorry. I'm stealing <laughs> the show. Uh, Ethan Carter 
talked about this on the Because We Make podcast, and I think everyone needs to know it because if I had known it, I wouldn't have a bunch of like black screens on my Instagram because of not realizing I can pick the thumbnail in Instagram videos. I, I, I can't believe you didn't know that. <laughs> it wasn't that. a thing when I first started, I swear. Okay. But... Uh, is that like you can scroll through the video and make a certain point the thumbnail? You can't upload yes. a custom one. Yeah, you can't you upload just, a custom one, but you can put any what? frame in the video and make it the... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I did not I know this. I didn't, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like when you go to upload a video, you can just... There's like a thing at the bottom right corner, I think it is. Anyways, definitely deserves a tip of the week. Yeah, that's a great tip. Because... Oh. Okay, sorry, you go, finished them. Go, go. Okay, since we're all doing tips, I'll say a tip too. Um, packing tape. You might think you need scissors to cut packing tape, but you don't. All you need to do is when you have the strip that you want, you fold the tape. Doesn't matter how much, say an inch, you fold it and then you yank it and it snaps right at the fold and you won't need to have any sort of sharp object to cut the packing tape. It's way faster. What about, what about your teeth? Uh, I I guess you can, but you don't. That's sure. Oh, I but grew up. Yeah. It's a, just a joke. <laughs> I know. Cool. It's not healthy to put packing tape in your teeth. Is it not? What? Well, you, do you want a bunch of glue. adhesive in your teeth? Eh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> also want to thank TF Turning for the theme song and any other business. I have some other business. Do you guys have any oh. other business? I don't have any other no? business. Cool. Give, it, give us the right. business. So next, so next week is going to be our episode forty. For those that don't know, episode twenty, we did a Q and A um, episode, and we decided we want to do one every twenty episodes. So hit me up on Instagram at Clampcast, or you can find Molly on Twitter, whatever that one is. The Clampcast, the Clampcast, um, or Facebook, whatever that one is. Um, anyway, or anywhere, or else. just. Or just any of us. Just find one of us on Instagram and message one of us. Send any questions for um, for the next episode. This episode's going to come out Monday night, and we're probably going to record when we haven't worked today, Wednesday or Thursday. So you've got a couple of days from when this episode drops to get your questions in. And we're going to be answering questions next week. So that'll be fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it last time. It was really fun. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Let's get it. Yeah. Cool. As I said, you can find um, us collectively on Instagram at Clampcast and Twitter at The Clampcast. See you. Goodbye. Well, just blow into the microphone, and we should be able to tell. Yeah, it's it's the microphone. You're good. Yes. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure, just in case, like I new headphones, and it's actually been you guys have been listening to me through my uh, warning pre-show. People with headphones in. <laughs> just pop that out. You'll see it. <laughs> All right. No, I'm gonna leave it in. Well, you then you should put the warning ahead of time. No. Because that takes away the funniness.